0: Welcome to the Million Vegan Grandmothers podcast, and today I have Renee King Sonnen. And Renee is the founder and the power behind Rowdy Girl Sanctuary. What a great name, Renee. What a great name.
1: Thank you. I I I, I couldn't have made it up myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So tell me about the transition a little bit with you and Tommy transitioning into a uh, sanctuary from a ranch
1: well um i'll tell you a little bit uh let's see it was quite a long story so it took uh it took a lot of years for me to trans for me to transition uh from a cattle rancher's wife to a vegan it uh it seemed like it happened overnight but it took years of uh of a like a breaking down of my barriers um uh, kind of like the water on a rock you know it just keeps going and going and going until it breaks through and that's what happened for me uh, married Tommy for the second time in 2010 and <laughs> I moved to the to the ranch kind of like the green acre story you know where you know that one one that the lady of the house wants to stay in the city and uh the man wants to, her to come to the country and i was a city cowgirl you know with the collection of leather boots and rhinestone stuff and my husband was that real country boy tommy and i uh finally relented moved to the country and that's when the rowdy girl story actually started um because Tommy wanted to get me more involved in cattle ranching. And I really wasn't that interested. I was always into yoga and meditation and, you know, music. Uh, I produce a lot of, you know, country sh- music shows. And and so I was I was always just really ambitious doing my own thing, you know. And I didn't really want anything to do with a cattle ranch like it was. Um, I mean, the, the cows were there. I saw them. Uh, It was a herd of black Brangus, you know, in my mind, they all just looked the same. They were just out there on the pasture, enjoying their life until that fateful day. But anyway, I, uh, I moved in and because I wouldn't get involved, I wouldn't help him open gates. I wouldn't help him with hay. I wouldn't help him fix a fence. So he was like uh, determined to get me involved. And so he came home one day and tell me about these baby calves that needed a mama. And one of them was Rowdy Girl. And so when I went to look at those babies, uh, I immediately fell in love, uh, the nurturing instinct in me came out and I just wanted to take care of them. And so it didn't matter that they were baby calves. It just mattered that they were babies and didn't have a mama. And because I've never had any biological children, it, I always gravitated to being a mama to animals. And so, but I'd never been a mama to baby calves. And so I brought Rowdy Girl and Bobo home, and Bobo died within about a week. Uh, She never got the mama's colostrum and just had a failure to thrive is what it was called. But Rowdy Girl did thrive, and she became my teacher. Now, I didn't know she was becoming my teacher. You know, I, I look back now, and the relationship I started with her and still have to this day uh It was always one of a very, very deep intuition, a deep knowing, and I don't know how to explain it, except when I was with her, uh I was feeding her because she needed to be fed, but she was feeding me uh, a lifeline to uh, an existence I never knew possible, and so she was feeding me like the information that I needed to understand what it was to be a cow and so when I would feed her it was like I was connected to bovine energy and I could see every one of those cows individually I started seeing their personalities their names started becoming you know uh, obvious to me and so I started just naming them because it just seemed like the next right thing to do and uh, that's how my relationship with the cows started. And you know, I wasn't a vegan. I just started having an awakening. I was waking up on a cattle ranch in Texas, and didn't know it, quite frankly. Um, and so, you know, I began to have these very um, off-putting and awkward conversations with my husband. Um, you know, i i I just I just didn't like that we loaded up baby calves to take. To take them to the cell barn it just didn't feel right to my heart it didn't feel right um you know when I saw the mamas crying running up the fence line crying because their babies were in a trailer never to see them again you know things just didn't feel right to me and so I I started just weeping all the time and crying and just pretty much begging my husband you know, to stop the business, I didn't like what we were doing, but I wasn't, I wasn't a vegan. I just was having this awakening on a Texas cattle ranch and I never knew it. I never knew that's what was happening. And so Tommy would, Tommy and I would have fights and I would, I would, you know, just say things like, well, if, you know, if we're going to be, if we're going to be a cattle rancher, you know, if we're going to do this then why don't we eat our own animals? How come we raise these animals and send them to a cell barn and then we go buy meat in the store? you know, and so I began to, you know, challenge his thought process that way, and he would say things like, well, Renee, I can't eat my own animals. I can't eat animals, I know, and I, and I began to see something inherently wrong with that answer, because if we couldn't eat animals we know, but we could eat animals we don't know, it was like, what difference did it make, you know, we were, you know, and so I began to, question things within my own self and what i know today is that ability to question and reason was because of rowdy girl rowdy girl became my catalyst for understanding and an opening inside of me that we all have every human being on the planet has this door they can go through if they are given entrance if there's a if there's a an opening and they feel welcome and 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 not terrified to go there because in that door uh everything's different everything's vegan in that door i didn't know i was in that vegan door i just knew that i i just started knowing things i didn't know before it was like an inherent knowing uh but i was still eating animals but i was so conflicted uh and so that's why I say it's a long story. It, it didn't, it didn't happen overnight. It, I don't have a traditional story where I was at a protest or I saw somebody at a restaurant waving a flag or throwing blood on themselves. You know, I was literally awakened by a calf named Rowdy Girl. Yeah. And so, <laughs> that's, that's how it started. Uh, several years later, I, uh, I finally couldn't do it anymore. And I was watching one slaughterhouse video after another because uh I was trying to understand what we were doing. I was trying to make sense of what we were doing. Tommy would tell me that all that was PETA propaganda. He used those words. And I and so I was like PETA propaganda. And so I looked I looked up PETA propaganda and and then what happened And to go through a whole nother rabbit hole of 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 horrifying images and videos that most people dare not they don't even go there you know I have saturated my psyche my soul my heart my emotions with all the tragic you know images of 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 how these animals exist and are basically you know they really don't exist they they just it's horrifying what they go through and I began to uh, have real, real, uh, depressive episodes, uh, manic episodes. I began to become very anxious and because I was married to Tommy for the second time and I, and I loved Tommy and I, but I was, I just hated and I don't, even, I don't usually use that word, but I hated myself. I hated what we were doing and that's a strong word to use. I don't normally use it, but I began to feel so completely isolated and terrified because of what was going on inside of me i couldn't explain it i couldn't express it except i was just deeply emotionally conflicted in a way that i'd never been before and on and halloween
0: winning. i think that's what we're seeing in the world today so much depression and anxiety and i think so many people in conflict that haven't for whatever reason haven't jumped into that awakening haven't been given their place or haven't stepped into their place of awakening and it's turning up as huge amounts of anxiety from people living very schizophrenic from truth right you have to detach part of yourself in order to continue with the way a lot of people are living that aren't vegan it's not a judgment that's why you're so incredibly non-judgmental when you speak because it took you a long time and you you knew it needed to for whatever reason that was part of your spiritual journey so thank you for both of that Renee thank you for allowing a space for so many people to come in and just to say once we know we can't not know Mm -hmm. and if we don't step into it we will it will be very harmful to ourselves and people around us because we need to step forward. Because once we know, we can't not know. But also for awakening. Thank you for awakening. Well,
1: thank, yeah. Well, thank Rowdy girl. I mean, I, I, uh, I, I really don't know where I, I start or where she starts and I end and she begins. Um, my awakening is because of her, and uh, uh, I don't mean that to be trite or sound weird. It's just the truth. And uh, you know, it, it was like when I was feeding her, I would go down a rabbit hole, kind of like Alice in Wonderland. You know, you take that pill and you know, you get small and you can go down and there's a whole other world. It was kind of like that when I was feeding Rowdy Girl, I was like in a whole different world and I could see things I never saw before, like the Celestine prophecy, if you've ever read that book. Yes,
0: I have. I've uh, been down this path for a while. It's it's nice to open up those rabbit holes.
1: Yes, yeah, so it was like that. It was like everything was vivid and bright and different. And in that awareness, that reality is available to everyone. But we've been conditioned uh, to live in a matrix of sorts that mm-hmm. has normalized violence. Like Dr. Rao always says, you know, it's that normalized violent conditioning that we are seeped in like a teabag. You know, we we partake of violence as if it's sacred. And it's that's what's created, you know, so much schism today in humanity is we really have we really value violence as a sacred act. And uh that's why all the rituals around animal sacrifice and you know all of that started Thousands of years ago, and it's 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 was never in my mind, uh, ordained by you know, God. Uh, it was never meant to be. It was humanity's fall, fallen soul that that did that. And I really do believe that eating animals is the original sin. Uh, from all the studies that I've, I've, um, I'm a, I'm a deep seeker, I study spiritual books, you know, deeply. That is my passion uh and so you know I've gone from being a traditional Christian, that's how I grew up uh to one hundred percent defying all of it, going down Hinduism, taoism, Sikhism, Buddhism, you know, Wiccan, whatever you name I, it either. huh?
0: I know you were studying the Essenes for a while I studied I um... still do,
1: I still do, yeah, mm-hmm. I study all of that, so I, I went into all those paths, you know, and now i I really do call myself a vegan Christian because I I, I think vegan Christianity is very inclusive of all the other religions you know, and so i uh i don't know i'm i'm a real i'm a real open minded person today i have a uh, i have a real uh awareness that I've been given that I never had before. it can sometimes feel lonely um, but I just remember why 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 I awakened I remember why I did it and why we are why we are all awakening you know right now
0: yes 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 and that is that is the place for myself as well that keeps me going you know it's not even a push anymore It's just riding the flow and the wave of the awakening right now. For myself, I can't believe how many creative ideas are coming through me and just that constant wave. And I think that's what the gift is in these really precarious times, is that if we can let go of the pain and suffering of other beings and ingesting that into our beingness. And as Dr. Gabriel Cousins says, eating, actually eating their auric field and their entire bodies of their auric field around suffering and the emotion, mental, physically, spiritual. If we stop bringing that in and we bring in light food from the ancient mother and the son from the ancient father, which is... A little presentation we're going to be doing for the Seven Days of Rest, a beautiful organization that offers with Shelly Ostrov. I was just thinking of that, but right now I'm kind of bringing in how I'm going to teach the ancient mother and the ancient father. And this awakening, it's our way out right now. It prevents us from going down the rabbit hole of overwhelm and, depress- and depression and tragedy because we know there's a purpose behind it all right now and we were supposed to be here or else we wouldn't be mm-hmm. right Renee one one beautiful night when I was spent a little bit of quiet time I woke up one morning and knew there was grandmothers that needed to come together and so it's been unfolding organically and thank you for being a grandmother I'm one of our million vegan grandmothers, I hope, for the babies of all species, and especially for the bovine connection that you've received. My partner, uh, who's been a vegan for a while, but went back um, a while and started doing some dairy because he thought that dairy could be a compassionate thing. And when he met me a couple of years ago, I said, do you know the babies are taking away from their mom? And this is, and just, you know, brought a few things to his attention. And he stopped immediately. And about six months later, he watched your rowdy girl sanctuary uh, video where you were lying down with the cow and petting the cow. And he just started to sob. Oh, He said he never felt that, like he never understood that. He never seen it. They don't show that on TV right they show the cute calves. That cows are happy they are in the pasture but they don't show the connection with humans and that's what you provide
1: yeah thank you i'm so glad he did I, I, that makes my heart so happy my soul warms my soul i uh i have a tattoo on this arm of me and houdini and uh she's she's my first granddaughter and uh that's what I tell everybody whenever I show them my tattoo. I always say, this is my granddaughter, Houdini. I have a <laughs> lot of them. I have a lot of them. I have a lot of kids. They're all, but you know, I, I really do believe I became a mother uh, for the first time when I had that uh, awakening with Rowdy Girl. I mean, I'd always been a mama to my animals, but I, I never really understood what it meant to be the kind he- of mother. The kind of mother that would put her life on the line. Mm. And that's what I did with Browdy Girl. I put my life on the line for her and all of them cows. The day I told my husband, if you take those cows up the road one more time, I will follow you. I will follow that trailer and I will buy them all back from that cell barn and I'll bring them back home with your credit card. And He knew I meant it. I had, for the first time, I had, and I'm just kind of realizing it now, Tammy, so, you know, I'd always been a mama to cows, I mean, to to cats, to dogs, to ferrets, you know, to squirrels, to crickets or whatever, you know, but there was something about cows that shook me to my core when I woke up. And the fact that Tommy was about to sell every one of them when I went vegan, I went vegan, at you know, on Halloween, 2014. And I didn't know I was going vegan. I went vegan that day without a, without a plan. I didn't have a plan. I didn't know what was going to happen that day. Uh, and when it did happen, it became, it, it it was like an earthquake, a tsunami. It hit me like that because years of like, keep being feeling oppressed, having all those feelings backed up came out all at once the day I saw chopped up dead animals in a bowl of stew instead of stew meat. I saw chopped up dead bodies. And I and it could have been anybody's body. I just realized for the first time on Halloween 2014 that I I couldn't eat couldn't eat it anymore. And it was over. And I didn't know I'd gone vegan. I'd heard of vegan because I'd been doing doing all these, you know, watching all these videos and stuff like that. I'd heard of it, but I didn't have any vegan friends except for Addy girl. And, uh, and, and she really was my awakening. She was the reason I woke up. And as soon as I went vegan that day, I started looking for vegan friends. <laughs> and I got on a registry, uh, the Global Vegan Registry. Uh, and I found a friend named Jeannie. She's somebody you should interview, Jeannie Westfall. She's she's very she's very humble. She doesn't, you know, she's not well known. Uh, she's very well known to me. Uh, but that woman's been vegan a long time. She lives in Oregon, on right there by California. And she's been to see me several times. Her and her husband they stay for weeks at a time. But she was my first vegan friend. I met her on the vegan. I met her on the vegan registry, and that woman at two or three in the morning on, I guess it was November 1st, because I'd gone vegan on Halloween, she let me talk to her on the phone, she let me cry, she she gave me recommendations, you know, for videos, what to do, because I thought I was going crazy, and so she became my very first, very first lifeline to veganism oh. as a friend.
0: I would love to interview her. I'm looking forward to You should.
1: To her. I, I don't know if she's that. ever even been interviewed, but I, I would think... love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love Jeannie. Uh, Jeannie Maybe is. she my... would be
0: one of our grandmothers. She might just join us.
1: Oh, she would. She'd be a great grandmother. That woman takes no prisoners. She, <laughs> she's beautiful inside and out uh she's very whole food plant-based type person uh her husband Mario is retired fireman and uh they're just great great people you know they don't they don't they're not known in the movement but they're sure known to me and Tom Mm -hmm. and uh you know anyway I uh I met her and she became my catalyst for getting all the vegan information I needed to, to show my husband. So every video she recommended, I showed my husband and to his credit, he watched it. He watched everything I showed. him.
0: Wow. Way to go, Tommy. I know
1: he didn't have to.
0: No, he didn't have to, but he loves you. And you know, the part of the million vegan grandmothers coming together, Renee, is because we're the wise ones. We often are the ones in, in the, um, Jewish culture, the women are born with the light. So in ceremony, they light the candles and the men have to go through rites of passage to get there. And it's often through the love of a woman. And so sacred relationship is very, very important for the awakening of humanity. And of course, sometimes it's the man that awakens first, but it's often the woman that helps a man fully awaken and that's where the wisdom comes in of the of the women that are gathering together, because it's kind of like we don't, we don't allow, we don't allow anymore. We know exactly what we're here for. And we just don't allow Mm -hmm. ourselves to get too distracted in conversations that aren't serving, but also aren't loving. And that's the difference. Once you get to be a certain age, you realize in this vegan movement, that we're all just walking each other home, so we just can't hold any hostages. You know, we need to invite people in the way you do. So thank you, Renee, for talking to people and sharing your story and and letting them know, you know, it was it was a process. It wasn't just a decision until you were ready, you weren't ready fully. And then you felt the disconnect of not being ready or not doing when you were ready. And then you got to come completely home. So it's such a good lesson and an opportunity for us to remember that if somebody isn't transitioning as quickly as we think they should, we just be there and hold space. That's what we're here for. We just love people home. And I would like that to be our ending message today, Renee. I would love you to just share something on that and anything else you want to conclude with something that might be coming up for you.
1: Well, you know, Tammy, I as I stare off into the space that is the wall in front of me, I have a beautiful, beautiful yantra of every single religion of the world with a big red dot in the middle and four passageways that, that show that you know truth is one and paths are many. And so I I, I always am am looking out at my wall i have a a beautiful picture of a of a spiritual like soul awakening on all levels you know on a planetary level i have the the verse from the bible on you know what love is love is patient love is kind it does not envy i have that on my wall i have a painting of rowdy girl and houdini that somebody gave to me years ago in the very beginning i have photos of myself when i was uh had my yoga studio years ago doing headstands. And, and then I even have a picture of a, of a pastel painting, uh, chalk painting that I did when I was like five years old. <laughs> I, have, I have, my wall is full of images that keep me inspired every second of the day, no matter what is happening. Because no matter what is happening, good, bad, or indifferent, there is a place inside of us all that is our home. And it is quiet. It is calm. It is like that flicker of a flame that can never be blown out no matter what. And that is the place that where that is the place I live no matter what. My true soul, my true beingness is always home. That, you know, that old cliche home is where the heart is. Mm -hmm. Well, it really is. If you go deep 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 inside of yourself and if you think about the depth of an ocean no matter if there's a tsunami or a hurricane or whatever it is deep deep down in the depths there's calm and that is the lesson for us all is to know that no matter what is happening deep deep down within there's a place we can all go that that is where our true home is
0: Thank you, Renee. Yes, thank you. And I do that through breath. Breath can just bring me right in. And so I would invite maybe both of us to sit and just take three nice deep breaths and thank all our listeners for being here and maybe they will breathe in a few breaths for the freedom of all beings.